Hello there, friends. This is episode two of season two of the Spirituality for Ordinary People podcast. My name is Matt Bruff. I'm a pastor and an author and your host for this. Uh, Today is a solo episode, so I'm just going to be doing some reflections on the spiritual practice of the examine. So season two is looking at the examine, this uh, particular prayer practice that we're focusing on. And uh, we're going to do different things throughout the season. So we'll have, sometimes I'll have a conversation partner on, and sometimes it'll be just me kind of giving some reflections. So last week, I put out the first episode, which uh, was just an introduction to this new way of going through some conversations about spirituality and focusing on particular uh, practices um, that I think are kind of like building blocks of a healthy uh, Jesus focused spirituality. Um, and this one, the examine, I've not really spent a lot of time with before, but I just have this sense that it's, uh, it has this, has this great possibility. Um, so, uh, I've been, I've done it, uh, four times in the last week. Um, so I didn't do it every day. So just confess that right off the top. And uh, hopefully that's an encouragement if you're listening to this thinking, oh, right, I didn't actually try it um, and I was going to or I meant to. Um, I will just encourage you with that. So today I'm just going to go over what the pattern is again really quick and then just give you some thoughts on uh, what the examine is uh, doing in me or how, you know, what my experience has been of the examine just over these uh, few times that I've done it. So these are just kind of initial thoughts or reflections Um, And then we're just going to go a bit deeper as we go through each episode in this season. We're just going to keep coming back to this question of what is this doing? How can we um, pay attention a little bit to what God might be doing in us through uh, entering a little more deeply into this particular spiritual practice? So I want to say right off the top as well, there's, there's this temptation to just not do it. Uh, and, uh, so I gave into that temptation a few times this week, um, to just, you know, not do it or to not try it. And, uh, there might be all kinds of reasons for this. Like we, we might not want to try it at all and just think, well, you know what? I pray, I read the Bible or, or I don't, um, and I'm fine. Um, and then also we might find ourselves in situations where we're not really fine and we're actually super busy or, Uh, we're stressed and we just kind of think, well, you know what? I don't have time for a 10 to 20 minute prayer practice daily. Like I just can't do that. I can't fit that in. And, um, and so, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, like I just can't, um, I just can't do it anymore. Like my days are hard and I get to the end of the day and, you know, kids have been put to bed or, you know, I'm still working late. And so I, you know, I'm just going to watch Netflix before I go to bed because I can't, uh, I can't do this, you know, I can't keep going. And, um, and so there you go. Like, it's actually not that we, like, I feel like maybe it's not that we don't have time. Um, it's maybe that we don't quite think that this is going to do anything. Like we've probably gone through seasons where we've prayed or we've read the Bible or we've done other things. Maybe we've tried out certain spiritual practices, or maybe we haven't really focused in on them uh, in any real way. I think that might, I suspect that might be an issue for a bunch of people. I know that's often an issue for me when things get tough. 
it's actually the spiritual practices that I can start to neglect. And those are actually the things that I probably need. Um, it's kind of like, you know, I'm more likely to eat unhealthy at those times when, when there's stress, right? And it's actually like if we, if we ate healthier, if we drank the proper water and things like that um, in stressful times, it's probably going to help us more um, with dealing with that stress. So, uh, anyway, I, I'm probably not the one to talk about it. I ate chips last night while I was watching a late hockey game. So, uh, but I did do the exam this morning. I'm actually finding that, uh, for me, the time of day is it, it, it is better in the morning for me. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm going to try to continue to do is try to find time in the morning or make time in the morning to do the exam. Um, it also reminds me of this thing where if, if sort of our reaction is like, well, I don't know if that's really going to do anything. Like, is this, like I've prayed before, I've read the Bible or I've, I've tried other things and I don't know if this is really going to do much for me. Um, if that's sort of your reaction, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the story about Naaman and Elisha from the Bible from um I, it's either first or second Kings. I probably should have looked it up before <laughs> kind of sharing about this on the podcast, but, uh, there's this great story about, uh, Naaman who is from Syria and he's a commander of an army, uh, the Syrian army. And, uh, uh, he basically, uh, he also has leprosy and they had, uh, they captured some of the people of Israel. And there's this young girl who is a slave and she, speaks up and says, there's a prophet in Israel who could heal you. Um, and so Naaman sets out and goes to initially to the king of Israel. And the king basically says, you know, there's nothing I can do. Elisha, the prophet hears about this and, uh, says to, you know, sends word to Naaman, come and come and see me and you will see that there truly is a prophet in Israel, a prophet of the one true God. And, um, and so Naaman and his entourage heads over to uh, see Elisha. And Elisha doesn't even come out to meet Naaman. He just um, uh, sends a servant out with a message to Naaman that says, uh, uh, and he says to him, uh, what you need to do is just go down to the Jordan River, dip yourself in the river seven times, and then you you will be made clean. Like your your leprosy will disappear. You'll be totally healed. Just dip yourself in the river seven times. And Naaman gets super angry and and says, you know, don't we have better we have better rivers uh, in Syria than in this, um, uh, you know, than this dirty water here on the Jordan River? Um, I'm not like I don't need to I don't need to do this. I'm out of here. So he starts to head off, and one of his servants uh, says to Naaman, you know, sir, if if the prophet had told you to do something really complicated, you probably would have done it, and. But like he's only asking you to to dip yourself in the river seven times. Why not just try it, and and then we'll see. And like Naaman was mad for a couple of reasons. One, he didn't like that the prophet didn't come out to see him because you know he's an important man, and uh, and also he's just kind of like really dip yourself in the Jordan River seven times. I've got rivers at home. I could have just done that there. Uh, like I was expecting that the prophet would come out and wave his hand over the leprosy and, and do something incredible. And, and it would be this amazing thing. And, uh, but the servant of Naaman's gets it right and says, you know, if he'd asked you to do something real hard, 
you probably would have done it if he'd come out here and waved his hand over it and said, you know, you need to do this very complicated thing and it's going to take you months and months. You probably would have devoted yourself to it in order to get rid of the leprosy. But he's just asking you to jump in the river seven times. So why not try it out? And so Naaman goes and he does try it out and he does come out of the water and his leprosy is gone. So the reason why this reminds me of our reaction to spiritual practices uh, like the examine is sometimes we might hear the pattern of, you know, here's a 10 to 20 minute exercise that you can do. Um, There's five steps to it. The five steps are actually really simple and it has the potential to be this life transforming uh, practice that is really going to help you in your spiritual life, but also in your daily life, like in just your daily living, it's going to help you uh, live out your days. And so we kind of hear those five things and we might think, well, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, how is it? I can't see how this is actually going to do anything. And it's sort of like Naaman standing on the bank of the river saying, really jump in the river seven times. That's ridiculous. That, I can't see how that's going to do anything. I've tried things before. It's never worked. Um, but it's sort of, we need the, we need Naaman's servant to say to us, it's okay. You know, if, if someone gave you this really complicated program to get your life in order, uh, you would probably start to try to figure out how do I follow this really complicated program. And some people might pay, you know, tons of money to have that sort of this, this life changing effect that may actually come through some very simple spiritual practices and personal practices that you can put in your life. So I'm not guaranteeing personal transformation here um, or healing of leprosy or anything like that. Um, But I think this is one of those things where it's like, oh, I could try for 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day, something pretty simple that has the potential to have a pretty profound effect on me. So maybe I should jump in and give that a try. So uh, anyway, let's let's jump in here and, and do some reflection on on the examine. So here's the pattern again. It's it's really simple. So there's five steps to the examine uh, in prayer. You start and you pray and you ask God for light, which is really asking God to um, help you to see as God sees. So you're going to, the rest of the exam is kind of looking back on the day that you just lived and then looking ahead to the day you're about to live. Um, but you're trying to do that with God's eyes. And uh, so that's the first thing is asking for light. The second one is give thanks for the day, which is kind of a general thanksgiving for the day that you've just lived, acknowledging that that day is a gift. The third step is you walk through the day that you have just lived. You you examine it. It's an examination of the day. And you're doing that, attempting to see as God sees. The fourth step is you take a look at yourself and what you, your role in that day, in particular, where you might have fallen short in that day. You know, where might you want to um, correct something that you had done or something that you'd said or thought in the day that you have just lived? And then the fifth step is look ahead. Look to the day ahead and ask for God's presence and God's strength as you go into the day ahead. So that's the pattern. Those are the five steps. Pretty basic. Asking for light. Give thanks for the day. Walk through the day with it and examine the day. Uh, where did you fall short? And then look to the day ahead. And that's the pattern for the prayer. So I'm just going to walk through these five steps and uh, let you know sort of how this is working for me over this this first week of, of doing the exam and myself. 
the first part of the prayer is praying for God's light and just asking for uh, God uh, to, to help me to be able to see as God sees. Uh, it's actually interesting about this really uh, important part of the prayer to start with this um, because it helps me to realize why stopping whatever it is that I'm doing is really important. And this is true probably of any spiritual practice where we're actually setting aside time to do it and not just sort of fitting it in and just praying, you know, whenever we can. So I'm in the car, I'm just going to pray real quick or, you know, just praying as we go, which I think are important as well. But I think this act of asking for God's light and for God's revelation, it reminds me at least of why actually stopping and setting aside this time is really, really important. Uh, it, I sort of end up with this sense that something sacred is going on in this 10 to 20 minutes of time. And why that's really important, I think, is this starts to have a spillover effect into the way we see our day. So the time of prayer, this time as 10 or 20 minutes, it can start to color how we look at the rest of our day. And when we do this daily, then we're doing that every single day where, where the time of prayer is starting to, to shape how we look at our day. And so the day is, is sacred as well as this 10 to 20 minutes is sacred. The day is a gift the same way this 10 to 20 minutes of space and rest and calm is a gift. And so that just then spills into and sets ourselves up for the rest of the prayer. And, and so you, you'll see that if you take this seriously, it's kind of like an invitation for the Holy Spirit to actually do something in this time of prayer. And so it sets it up that, that this, this time of 20, 10 to 20 minutes spills over the, the, the holiness of that time, sort of spills over into the day. And so when we move into giving thanks for the day, you see how that just sort of flows right out of it, right? So this give thanks, I've used this so far as a general thanksgiving for the day as a gift. And so really it's a very quick thanksgiving. And I use that as a setup for going through the day and doing an examination of the day, which for me has actually been the longest part of the prayer. So the, the third step, so that's sort of step one, praying for God's light. Step two, give thanks. Third step is a walking through the day and uh, doing an examination of, you know, where, where did I see God present and things like that. Uh, I would encourage you, if you haven't done this yet, to really just start at the beginning of your day and go through what you did. Actually replay it in your mind and take notice of what actually happened in your day. What are the events of the day? And what pops out for me every single time I've done this, I know I've said it's only been four times this this week. Um, but what pops out for me are people and the conversations that I have with those people. And, um, and so I'll, I'll come back to this a little bit. My big challenge in this part of walking through the day is that my mind always wanders into the future. Now, especially when a person or a situation or a problem has presented itself as something to be solved. So if there's some uh, issue, um, but even when there isn't necessarily an issue that's 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 there, I will often just kind of my mind will start to wander into the future. So I'll give you an example of this. Uh, yesterday, uh, I dropped off some of my books, so some of my novels that are that are middle grade uh, fiction books, um, fantasy adventure books. 
I dropped them off at a school, a local school for a book fair that they're having this week. And I'm so grateful for them accepting uh, my novels to actually be sold in their book fair. It's just really cool. Uh, and as I thought about this and about the short conversation I had with the school librarian, I also, my mind immediately started thinking about later this week when I'm going to go and pick up the books. And then that sort of reminded me that uh, I haven't actually been writing my fiction lately. And I, and I was thinking, wow, I really need to get going on I'm writing the next book. Um, and, uh, and I'm partway through and it's just kind of, I just haven't been making the time to write. Uh, and then I thought about all the other things that I need to get done in the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks, and how that's stressing me out. And that's how, why I'm probably not, um, writing as much and not making the time to do it. And, um, and so that little thought about, well, this was really wonderful. This was really a great thing that happened in my day, just sort of led down this path of, oh my goodness, I have so much to do in the next few weeks automatically I started thinking about the future and the challenge for me in the exam and in this time is to draw my mind back to the day that I just lived. Uh, I personally spend a lot of my time worrying about the future and what might be or could be or what I quote unquote should be doing to reach what are often arbitrary, pretty arbitrary goals um, and so I already spend time thinking about that. So the last thing I really need in my time of praying the examine is to think about the long-term goals and the long-term future, or even what needs to get done in the course of this week. That's not what I need to be thinking. I already think about that lots. I don't need that anymore in my examine. So the examine is being, um, something that's challenging for me, but also really, really helpful. Like this is my particular challenge and where I'm finding it most helpful is this reminder to come back to the day that I had just lived. And so um, in that moment when I kind of, my mind just sort of raced forward um, over the next few days and then into the next few weeks of everything I got to get done, uh, I reminded myself, I just kind of, okay, take a breath. I thought back to the good conversations that I had with the librarian and another conversation that I had with one of the administrators of the school who I know pretty well. And uh, then, then I moved on and started pressing on with, well, what else happened in my day? And let me review that. Um, I had a meeting with the music director uh, and the young adults pastor at my congregation, and they're wonderful people. But again, right away, the meeting reminded me of other future things, because those meetings tend to be planning meetings. They are about getting things done and, you know, what's going to happen in the next week, what's going to, what's, what's happening um, you know, down the road. And so I started thinking about what needs to happen in the future in my, in the congregation where I'm the pastor. And so again, I had to remind myself, okay, back to the day, back to the people and the interactions in the moment, back to the, the caring that was displayed through those interactions. Uh, later in my day yesterday, I, I kind of, as I pressed through my day, I reflected on the, the evening and I went shopping for a spring jacket with my daughter. Um, she's nine. She doesn't actually really like shopping, uh, but and and I kind of do. Uh, but once once we kind of got there, we actually had a lot of fun. Kind of just the mall was pretty empty, and uh, it was on Monday night. <laughs> There's not a lot of people at the mall on Monday night, and um, and we had a lot of fun. And I gotta say that the exam is a lot easier when I think about good family time. Uh, in these moments, I want to freeze time and just stay there. I'm not kind of thinking about well, what do we have to accomplish? You know, what what needs to get done. Um, 
And, uh, and so these, I'm finding this really, really helpful to just look back on the day and be thankful and sort of see where God may be present. Sometimes I'm not even thinking about like, where is God present? I'm just kind of reviewing the day, just thinking about what happened. Who did I talk to? Who did I interact with? And, um, I got to tell you something that hasn't shown up on my highlight reel after doing the exam four times this week, watching TV <laughs> has not shown up except for the times when I've been with family watching something that we are all enjoying. So, you know, it didn't, it didn't show up for me when I was watching, uh, sports on my own. I, I like to watch sports on TV. That's my main thing that I want to watch on TV. But when I watched a movie or part of a movie with a with a whole group of my family, that showed up on the highlight reel, right? Like, because it's family time together. And people are kind of looking at one another, seeing, you know, are you enjoying the movie? Or someone says a comment about it or whatever. Like, we're, we're actually sort of interacting a little bit <laughs> while we're watching that. Or when members of my family got together and we watched, uh, watched a soccer game or the hockey game. I watched a soccer game with my dad this week. And you know, those, those times, yes, but it's, it's not the TV that's actually the feature, right? The other thing uh, that did not show up in my highlight reel and daily reflection was anything that came from social media. Actually, absolutely nothing from social media showed up in my highlight reel. In fact, my computer and my phone, which are the two things that I spend the most time with throughout my day, don't feature at all in my daily reviews which I think is really, really interesting. And I think is directly related to the initial part of the prayer, asking for God's light to see as God sees. Because the computer and the phone, they're just tools to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Excellent, helpful communication tools. You know, I'm using it right now to record this podcast episode. And, uh, and it's really wonderful. It's really great. But that's not necessarily where uh, where things are, are popping out for me in terms of where God is at work in my life. It's not really through these devices that we spend so much time with. Um, it's with real people. And even, I would say, like the interactions online or the interactions with people, um, I can't say that those have shown up in the four reflections. You know, it, they might. They might eventually show up there. And, and I do a fair number of conversations um, by video as well. So those are maybe feel more in person. But um, but so far, it's been all of the interactions that have been in person, like face to face, like actually there with people. Uh, so that's, that's just kind of interesting to me to kind of think through. It'll be interesting to see if that continues for me. All right. So that is, for me, the largest section, the longest amount of time that I spend in the exam is without walking through the day and just sort of replaying the events of the day and just seeing what pops, um, what shows up, where, what might God be saying to me through these things that are, that are hitting the highlight reel in the day. The third movement is about falling short, looking back on the day and saying, you know, what could I have done differently? And what, um, uh, what mistakes might I have made? Where am I falling short? And for some, the, the challenge here might be not dwelling on past mistakes. Um, we all fall short, right? We're, none of us are perfect. Um, and for some, this might be, this might end up being kind of the dominant time for the prayer because uh, their mind 
tends to wander into the past and they see where things are broken or where hurt has happened, um, where there hasn't been reconciliation, um, where there's been loss. And, um, and I don't tend to have that kind of mind that goes, the, the wanders backwards. I am someone whose mind wanders into the future in search of possibility, but, but there's a, there's a, a flip side to that. Like that, if you're someone who goes into the past, you might think, well, that sounds great. I wish I was always looking forward to the possibilities, but I tend to get really stressed because of the amount of work involved to bring about good goals and those possibilities. And, um, so getting there isn't always fun for me, but, but I'm an achiever. So I always want to set goals and, and go. So if you're familiar, I'm an, any, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a three. And, and so I will always kind of like, okay, how do we get to the next thing? Like, how do we, and that can actually be quite like that can be stressful in its own way. Um, but this is about looking back on the day and where might we have fallen short um, so I don't tend to dwell or go farther back. Others might start to look at that and it's kind of, it might put them farther back in time to look at hurts that are farther back. And there is definitely a time for that, but I would, I would encourage you to, to try to resist that in the exam itself in this time. It's important in this part of the exam to again, return to the day that you are living in or that you just lived. This is not the time for dwelling on the deep past. It's a time to look at the little things that you could have done differently. Where might you have been more kind today? Where do you wish you could take back what you said or did in the day you just lived? Um, so for me, I feel like I personally need to learn more here in this, in this section. I haven't spent a ton of time in this section of the exam, and so I don't have too much to comment on just yet. So we'll see where this one goes. And this one might be kind of an interesting area to explore with a conversation partner too. Um, just might have different things that, that come up. All right. The, the last section of the exam is the day ahead. Um, praying for God's uh, presence or strength, or to be able to see where God is at work in the day that you are about to live. This section is also a struggle for me because I want to race ahead far past just the one day ahead of me, but it's a super helpful exercise. Um, if there's something big or difficult on a particular day, I have, I, I now have a time and a moment set aside to acknowledge that, you know, this is, this is going to be hard. This is going to be difficult. And I have a, an opportunity to ask for God's strength and I, you know, I think I already do that kind of in those moments, but just having that, that extra time that it's, it's purposely set aside for it. So you're not just kind of sort of running into something really challenging, um, without acknowledging this is going to be hard. Um, I've also really found that because my work varies from day to day. Um, so I end up doing an awful lot of different kinds of things. So writing and podcasting and, preparing sermons, and I work for our denomination in uh, supporting uh, church planting initiatives. So there's lots of uh, conversations around that and administrative tasks. So there's lots of different <laughs> components to, to my day, and each day can be quite different. Um, I, I find that this part of the exam helps me to really identify the priorities for that day. So what is actually most important? So I'm finding that I'm better uh, as I said, I'm better doing the exam in the morning. And after I'm done, I can almost always immediately write down three or four things that are the top things 
that must get done that day. So it's actually really helping me with a very practical focus. Um, today, unfortunately, the three or four things turned into nine things, including getting this podcast recorded. Um, but so far this week, that hasn't been the norm. It's usually been three or four, but it's it's kind of, I'm, I keep thinking, I've only done this four times. So I, I keep saying, you know, there's this normal way, but I need to do it longer. And yes, I should say as well, I have a giant to-do list and a full inbox uh, it's way more than nine things, but the examine is helping me to focus on what are the top things for that day, and then also be grateful for the accomplishments of that day, kind of in advance for them doing it. So it's helping me to see, oh, this actually is a little more manageable than the giant list. Um, and, and so that's good. It's giving me a little bit of focus. I, I'm finding it really interesting. So um, just as we as we wrap up here, I'm finding it really interesting that the day ahead for me tends to be about getting things done um, or it's about my own interaction in a meeting or in leading something within the church uh, while the review of my day tends to be almost entirely about the blessing of interacting with people. So looking ahead, uh, looking at the day ahead is very focused on me and what I'm going to do and then looking back tends to be very focused on others and how I was blessed by God through them. So I think that's really fascinating. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be like that for you or for everyone. Um, and I don't know if that'll shift. So I'm looking forward to spending more time with the examine and having some more conversations about it. And I really appreciate you spending time listening to my thoughts and my reflections, which are some early reflections on this practice, but I think it's a real, real blessing um, to have uh, something like this practice that uh, has been around for hundreds of years. Uh, and I would encourage you, if you haven't tried it yet, to give it a try. And I would also love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, send me an email or connect with me on Instagram or uh, leave a comment uh, on the, the website. So if you head over to spiritualityforordinarypeople.com and uh, you should be able to find this episode. There's a, there's a place to leave comments at the bottom um, and there'll be links to the Instagram account uh, or to, uh, you can always send me an email at uh, matt at mattbruff.com. That's M-A-T-T at M-A-T-T-B-R-O-U-G-H.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, one last thing that I'd love to ask is that if you are finding these episodes helpful, if you find this podcast to be inspiring or encouraging in any way, please share it with somebody and let them know about it or go on, go and leave a review on iTunes. Um, that also really helps people find the podcast. It helps it become a little more visible for others. I would really appreciate that. So thanks for listening today. I uh, hope you found this helpful. Take care.